for the moment that you've all been waiting for. From just north of the border, he's the hombre with no nombre, mi hermano from another mamo, and by far the sassiest of the three hogsmen, El Numero Uno. That's right, you're listening to one of the three hogsmen. Dev's not here. Big Duke said he'll make it next week. But uh, it's Tuesday. Adam, you know what day it is? What? What? What did you say, kid? Huh? Uh, Steve Weiser. What? It's 316. Happy 316, Adam. Happy 316 to you, too. What a ridiculous uh, day that people acknowledge, huh? It is. And then, you know, you get the... You get the normal people today that try to like tear the day down because of something Austin did like 15 years ago. And it's like, can we just have one day of fun? Oh, really? Yeah. It's like, yeah. can we just have one day where we just enjoy life and not try to tear every single piece of fun down? You always got to have the party pooper. It's they're, they're, they're everywhere. It's so crazy to me. Um. Anyways. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Hogs and Podcast. I'm El Numero Uno, Mike Camden, joined by not producer Adam. What's going on? It's 316, Stone Cold's Day. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. And uh, yeah, man, bright and early today. It's about 1.30, doing our podcast. Loving this daylight. Oh, I love it. It's the it's greatest. Great. So what's going on, Adam? What's what's new in your life? Oh, not much. Uh, looks like California's going back into the tier where gyms can open up, indoor dining can mm. open up. I think that started today. I still find it amazing that... Texas is planning on having full opening day mm-hmm. uh, stadium for the Rangers. Yeah. And we are in California just now getting the privilege of, of using a gym, maybe going into a restaurant. It's just like, you, you don't know which narrative to believe anymore. It's, yeah. it's all scrambled. Because now it looks like after yesterday, it looks like the WWE is going to try to run a full stadium for Mania now. I saw that. Because it is very strange. Like, the only thing that's changed in the week they announced tickets were going on sale today, and then they changed it, was Dana White announced yesterday they were running a full venue in Jacksonville. That's right. So my only, like, there's no belief to me that Vince McMahon is going to say, let's have less people. They were already going to be at 75. They were expecting, like, 45,000 people at both nights of Mania. So I'm like, well, they're not going to go down. They're going to go up. Like, he's going to have a full stadium, probably. Or he's going to try Possibly. Possibly. See, that's the thing, like, you know, people are talking about uh, the Rangers opening yeah. day, you know, that the governor um, took away the mask mandate. He, uh, you know, they're they're trying to fill up the stadium for opening day. And uh, a lot of people are like, oh, man, that place is screwed. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. The thing is, they don't understand is that that governor said, hey, I'm going to take away the mask mandate. I'm not I'm not saying you don't need to wear a mask anymore. I'm saying it's it's up to your own. It's your own choice. Yeah. That's the way Florida is. Florida doesn't, I don't think they have like a mandate, but like I have a cousin that works in like a supermarket out there and when he's at work, he has to wear a mask. So it's, it's a, and it's a private business thing. If a private property wants to enforce, you have to wear a mask. That's their decision. Exactly. And Hey man, we're in my house right now. Right? Yeah. And before, if, if, if before you walked in, I said, Adam, take your shoes off. What, what are you going to do? I'll take my shoes off. You take your shoes off. It's the polite thing to do. Yeah. Right? I'm not, you don't have to take your shoes off because I don't do that. But thing is, um, you know, you respect the the company, yeah. the uh, the business, whatever that you're going into. If they want to have a mask mandate, wear your mask. Don't be talking about your, uh, you know, First Amendment rights and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's what the governor said. It's like, hey, I'm I'm taking away this mask mandate. Be adults. Yeah, and it, be adults. Also, at the same time, last week they said that everyone is eligible to get the vaccine by May first. Yeah. So. If you get the vaccine, it shouldn't matter what other people are doing at that point because you're fine. Yeah. Let the other people be dumb. Let them do their dumb things and not get vaccinated and not wear mask. Let them just worry about yourself. Just make make sure you're being safe and cautious. That's all that matters. Yeah. And, you know, let's say uh, San Diego, right? The, uh, the Padres have a killer team this season. Mm-hmm. I think this is the team that's going to take us to a series eventually yeah. within the next couple of years. And uh, they were like, hey, we're going to open up Petco. No restrictions, you know, 100% capacity if we can fill that bitch up. And, uh, yeah, right now, well, let's see, the opening day is in, like, what, April? April 1st, yeah. Okay, April 1st. And if they said that, as much as I would love to go to a Padres game and watch that team, 
I don't know if I'd feel comfortable. No. But that's my decision yeah. to make, right? If other people feel comfortable, they want to go do it, hey, go do it. But me personally, I'd probably be like, not, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Maybe yeah. wait, wait a little bit till, you know, summertime or some shit. Exactly. Like that. A, a yeah. few months down the road. But that's, you know, that's where we need to be at. Like, it's your own responsibility. Take care of yourself. Exactly. Your, um, your life, your lifestyle, um, maybe your mom, any parents, any grandparents that, you know, you always come into contact with. You got to be more responsible about that than I do because I don't live... You know, I, I, my mom lives in San Diego, but, you know, she's off doing crazy stuff with my nieces and nephews and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So I barely see her. So it, I don't have that responsibility of seeing my mom all the time. And if I do, I'll be responsible about it and I'll, you know, make sure we're safe. Yeah, exactly. It's your lifestyle that you need to adapt to what the world is going, what's going on in the world right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see that Texas is doing that. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to see the governor said, hey. You know, I'm not saying take your mask off and, and go wherever you want. Be adults. Yeah. Be fucking adults. And that's, I mean, that's all you can really ask at this point. Like you can enforce all you want, but then you're always going to, you're always going to the same people saying the same shit that you're trying to take away their rights and whatnot. And it's like, just ignore them. Yeah. Just, I, I saw Bill Burr tried, people tried to cancel Bill Burr this weekend. I oh, saw a I video he it. did on Bill Maher like a couple years ago where Bill Maher was trying to goad him into like shitting on people who try to cancel everybody. And he was like, if you just ignore them for three days, it goes away. Yeah. And that's the case. Like if you just ignore idiots, it goes away. Like people let Jim Cornette get to him too. Like just ignore him. If you just ignore Jim Cornette, like he'll go away. This is the crazy stuff. You know, what's weird. I, I was just thinking about this. Um, I think I was like driving in my car the other day. I was listening to two live crew. And if you know the history of two live crew, they, I think it was in the late eighties early nineties, something like that. They yeah. were fighting because the government was trying to take away their freedom of speech. Right. Yeah. They're rapping. They never rapped about gangbanging or anything like, well, different kind of style of gangbanging, I think, but they were talking heavily, uh, sexually yeah. pr provocative lyrics and all that kind of stuff. And they, uh, they would get arrested for doing songs, performing songs in a, in a concert environment where everybody in the place was over the age of 18 or if it was like a nightclub, it'd be 21 and up and they would get in trouble for singing songs. They'd get arrested and stuff. So they literally had to fight this in court. And uh, actually it was Tipper Gore. Tipper Gore was the, uh, who is the wife of Al Gore, former vice president. Uh, he, uh, she thought, you know, like, Hey, these, this music's going out to kids we need to restrict what they say, right? Because we don't want the, the, the music to be a bad influence. Yeah. And what these rappers are saying was like, or not even rappers, it was, it was music all across the board. But I think Two Live Crew was just kind of like the ones carrying the flag. Um, They took it to court and said, you're violating our, our First Amendment. And they were correct. They they won. Um, So what, what, what came out of that? Is that what led to them putting the... E on the on the albums that were explicit and the, the uh, C for the clean. No, it, well, what's that little uh, parental advisory? Yeah, label. And guess what that did for all these these uh, bands and rap groups and all that kind of stuff. They could sell two albums now. Sold more. Yeah, and I mean, who wants the clean version, right? For my birthday once, I got a clean version of a DMX album. And if oh. you've ever listened to DMX, having a clean version is pointless. Oh, you frisbee that thing. half the songs are just not even there. Like yep. so, yeah. So it. it's interesting. We, you know, this was something that was established like, Hey, freedom of speech, right? Freedom of speech with, with uh, music, entertainment, yeah. all that guys, even Larry Flint, right? When I was a kid, hustler was just a dirty magazine. Yeah. Right. And you thought Larry Flint was just probably some scum. I, you know, I probably thought it was just some scumbag yeah. who, uh, you know, kind of, uh, took advantage of women's uh, bodies yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And then you watch the, the movie about him. And then I went to school and, you know, learned about all about the first amendment and all that stuff. And I was like, Oh, okay. This isn't, a, this, this is nothing to do with perversion or nudity or anything like that. It's about your right to, yeah, your right. The, 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 the freedom of speech. And so all these cases have, have gone to like, you know, Supreme court and, 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 you know, Larry Flint two live crew, the music industry one. It's weird now that society is trying to take that away. Yeah. Not the government, 
Now it's people in the, in society trying to take it away. Yeah. And it's not going through the court system. It's going through social media. Yeah. It's going through the media. It's, it's wild. It's, we're taking, we're trying to take um, freedoms away from ourselves. Yeah. I think the only, like the only kind of speech that I'm like, ah, I don't really is like when like the the Ku Klux Klan gets together and they do the little rallies like that kind of stuff. I don't like, but at the same time, I mean, if it's you're, their, if, if you're going to do the freedom of speech thing, then it has to apply to everybody. Even if you don't like it, if they're doing their thing, like, I mean, I, I hate it personally. And if I saw it, I wouldn't obviously like it. And I'd obviously want them to stop and whatnot, but uh, I don't know. It's, it, it's there. And now, now they've really extended it to a point where, you're trying to cancel people for these things that aren't even that our, like the thing that Bill Burr said was nothing that Richard Pryor hadn't said, nothing that, you know, any comedian that's ever existed, white, black, Asian, they, at some point they've said something in their life. Mm. I don't know if you saw what Bill Burr said at the Grammys. It was so innocuous. Was it so, the one about cis? Yeah, it was the cis white male. Yeah. And I'm like, then people, then people tried to call him a racist and then it's people would, People would throw up the picture of him with his wife, who's African-American. Yes. And then you get the dorks that come on and say, well, you know, just because he's married to an African-American woman doesn't mean he's not a racist. And I'm like, you, that means you're just trying to change the meaning of the word racism because the definition of racism is hating someone based off their skin color or ethnicity. Yeah. So he wouldn't marry someone if he hated their skin color or ethnicity. Fun, uh, fun fact. You brought up the Ku Klux Klan, right? Yeah. Do you know who the ACLU is? I've heard of it. I don't really. So the ACLU is a group that will seek out kind of injustices like that. Yeah. Uh, like uh, um, violating somebody's uh, rights. Right. Maybe yeah. it's based on like skin color, religion, gender, all that kind of stuff. The ACLU will will go after that hard. And. They had they defended the Ku Klux Klan one time. They they actually filed a lawsuit on behalf of the Ku Klux Klan yeah. to rally or uh, to do, do a protest because you got to remember this. Everybody out there, you got to remember this. It works two ways. Yeah. You have the freedom to say whatever you want. The opposing side that you don't agree with, guess what? They have the same rights. They have the exact same rights. But you have the right to tell them to fuck off. And if you, you have want the right to. to tell them to fuck off. Yeah. And guess what? They have the right to tell you to fuck off too. Yeah. So you, you got to realize this, man. It, the, the 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 Constitution, the First Amendment, all the amendments, they don't just work for you and your, the side that you're fighting on. Yeah. They work for the opposing side also. And you got to respect that. And you know what? It's between those two sides to discuss, debate, come to agreement, or even just, hey, this is how we can survive on, the, on these terms. You yeah. know, like, hey, we understand we're never going to see eye to eye. But you know what? We gotta we gotta survive as a society. The one thing that truly lacks today is any kind of communication. Oh, it's, it's just always everyone yelling at one another, and it's just like this isn't and, gonna and help on, anything. And it's on social media. It's on social media, and yeah. which is a, a, not a way to to discuss, no, or debate or anything like that. Because you know, it just leads to people jumping on board, and, and it, uh, you know, they're um, they're hidden. Yeah. Right. They're hidden. You can hide yourself on social media, but they become less hidden when someone famous acknowledges them. Yeah. So you'll have these celebrities that'll post these things and you'll get like a thousand like positive tweets like, great, man, that's awesome. I'm so happy for your success. And they'll just like the tweet and that's it. But then if someone's like, you're a bitch, they respond with like a whole paragraph. And I'm like, if you just ignored it or just like the tweet but respond to the positive ones things would be a lot different yeah like i know it's it's hard when you're a celebrity and you're getting ten thousand like tweets at once like it's hard to acknowledge all of them but like when you look and you pick out the negative ones like that means you're obviously looking yeah you obviously see it so like you know you can acknowledge positive stuff too hate is a stronger emotion exactly people people react people react better to hate than they do to positivity and i'm yeah. just like well, that's why things are never going to change because you're always going to respond to the idiot, the guy whose name is like dog niner four, 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 rather than the guy who's me just saying, Hey man, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy that happened. Like, I'm glad that you got that success. Like yeah. they don't care. Cause there's 50 other of those people. 
I do uh, suggest if anybody this past week or last week watched uh, South Park, the vaccination special. Did you watch? That? I haven't watched it. I've seen. I was. I've seen it. I'm gonna watch it. Watch but. it, man. That that South Park is one of the smartest shows on TV. Oh, they nail so much stuff, and they fuck on everyone. Oh yeah, they don't just pick a certain group. They fuck on everyone. Trey Parker and Matt Stone have never even. They no one's even attempted to ever try to cancel them because they can't. Because they go after everybody. You can't. Yeah. They also mentioned the reason they their show they they set it up to be a cartoon is because you can't get mad at a cartoon. Yeah. You're, you, who looks like the bigger idiot? If you get a, if you get a, um, what's the word? Uh, upset about something that's said on a cartoon yeah. program, you know. But that show is so smart, and there's always a message. And the message at the very end of the of that show, there's always a, a message, and you start to think like, yeah, man. You should at the end of it realize how stupid the way things are when you watch South Park. You're like, oh, this yeah. is so dumb, but it's like incredibly accurate. Yep. Yeah. Like I remember they had an episode where like they went to like the Amazon warehouse and it's so spot on because I watched and I was like, this is exactly what it's like. Yeah. And at the end, you're like, oh, they do just basically abuse all their workers. <laughs> and everybody kind of found that out the hard way, the, the hard way last year when there was an entire like breakout at an Amazon warehouse with COVID and yeah. they literally opened like 10 hours later. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, because they don't care because people care more about getting their packages than they do about people's safety no matter how much they might say the opposite yeah you know it's interesting you brought up um cornet also i don't know exactly so he said something about penelope ford right i'm not exactly sure he called her a pit stop penelope which apparently is an old cartoon character oh i know which is what he claimed but at the same time there's other implications that you can make out of that yeah yeah and he's apparently constantly said negative things about her in a way that calling her a slut basically it's interesting because i saw people you know going off on him and on the, the social media. And yeah. uh, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I listened to, to Cornette's podcast. Um, you know, it's not for like stupid comments like that. Yeah. It's because he's got 30 plus years in booking and in the wrestling industry and he is educated yeah. on this business. So I do listen to that to, 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 cause it helps my, helps me out as yeah. far as uh, uh, knowledge, you know, it's a free seminar, basically, when yeah. he's talking about uh, booking and match uh, match structure and all that kind of stuff. And it's weird when I see people go, hey, if you like this person, uh, delete me off of your social media or whatever, because I don't like that person. Yeah. And it's just like, is that really the most adult way to handle this? You know, it'd be like, hey, if uh, if you like DMX's music delete me from your uh, your friends list because I, I don't I like people. DMX's music. I hate people who, you know, talk in absolutes. It's like, come on. You know, that's, that's what Sith do. That's what I was going to say. That's, that's, that's the Sith the end do. of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge Only the Sith, Sith talked in absolutes. Obi-Wan Kenobi dropping knowledge. But, you know, like, that's just the thing, man. Like, name a TV show that you like. Breaking Bad. I hate Breaking Bad. You know what? Delete me if you like Breaking Bad because... That glamorizes drug dealing and 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 manufacturing and making meth. You know, it's just kind of yeah. like, come on, man. It's, it, it just everybody has their own uh, stuff that they're into listening to entertainment wise, right? Yeah. And like when I'm at work, that's one thing I'll just put on because it kills about an hour and a half. And I hate to break it to people who get all up in arms about Cornet, but I've seen interactions at like places with him, with people that he literally buries on his podcast. So it's all a gimmick. It's all work. Well, I mean that, yeah, he's a worker. I don't, I don't particularly like when he says the stuff he says about women, but like there's, there's a couple of guys that I've seen him bury all the time that I've also seen him at situations in shows where he's talking to them and they're joking about how it's the longest gimmick they've, they've bought, they've all done where yeah. people think that he hates them, but they don't, he doesn't really hate them. I, I've met people that have, worked with him um in the past and they say he's a pretty he's a pretty good dude in yeah. person i don't know man i've never met him and like i said if he says something negative about so i don't I, you know I, I can't back that who like who honestly who cares like if you like AEW and he doesn't who cares what he thinks like it's Yo, just don't listen to his him talk about AEW. i used to listen to howard stern i still listen to howard stern yeah but went back earlier you know when i like i started listening to howard stern in like 2000 he was constantly going to war with people yeah. You know, talking shit about people. 
I still listen to him. It's shock jock. That's exactly. their that's their job. Exactly. And now look at him now. Like he's kind of gone a little bit more Hollywood, right? He, yeah. He he brings on a lot more like a high pro, high profile guests. He doesn't really get into those beefs anymore uh, with other uh, radio hosts or yeah. any celebrities. And he's actually uh, mended a lot of those relationships over the past few years and actually has those people that he was used to, you know, bag on, on the radio. Now he has them on as guests and they're cool as can be. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where, Hey man, the guy's doing it probably to get attention. And I'm not looking to hear him talk shit about chicks. I'm not looking to hear him talk shit about anybody. I want to hear what's he think about this booking process. Yeah. This max, this match structure doesn't make sense. Where can they fix it? Where, you know, maybe it, maybe it's, it's Monday morning quarterbacking. Yeah. But still, you know, like I need to know, I'm trying to get as much information in wrestling and, and, and up my IQ as, as I can. Yeah. And you got to listen to people that have been around the business for a long time. I watched an interview with him a long time ago. And other than the stuff where he buried wrestlers, I liked, I liked, he had this idea where he was literally going to turn like a Kmart in Baltimore into a school studio to record and a venue to like run shows at mm-hmm. for when he was in ROH. And I was like, I think he was the first person I heard talk about that. And now it's like more of a thing that people are trying to do. Yeah. And it's like, well, this is like one of those things. I'm like, that's so smart. Like you cut costs tremendously. You don't have to do a bunch of travel. You don't have to set up rings in 17 different towns in one weekend. It's, it's just that kind of, that's that kind of stuff I like to hear. Like, I don't want to, his wrestling opinions are good too. And the booking process is good too. But you know, that's the kind of stuff I like to hear. Like, how would you put something together today to make it work? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Crazy stuff. Always something going on on the the Twitter and the social media stuff. Yeah. Let me tell you about my weekend. Okay. Six in the morning, Saturday morning. I had some work to do, right? So I had to get up early, go out, do, do some work. I'm downstairs uh, drinking some coffee, uh, making breakfast, and I get a message at six in the morning. From my neighbor saying, hi, there's water pouring out of your garage. And I'm like, oh, God. Now a little back history. The day earlier, Friday, outside of my house, I live in a complex of townhouses. uh, A water pipe has been leaking. So there's been water coming up out of uh, slabs, right? Cement slabs. So they had to jackhammer and all, you know, expose the, the pipe. And I was talking to the guys for a second. I was like, hey, guys, you know, because they had the water, the water was off. And I'm like, hey, guys, you guys know how long, you know, the water's going to be off? And they're like, we haven't even found the leak yet. And I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks, guys. You know, thanks for helping us out. And they were out there for a while trying to figure it out. Eventually, they turned the water back on later in the night. And that's what I'm thinking happened. So I went down there and it was a gasket from uh, one of the faucet heads. It was just old, like old and plastic, basically. It was from the previous owner of this place. And um, it leaked. God knows for how long. But it flooded my my garage, you know, all that kind of stuff. This isn't the kind of stuff you want to wake up to on no. Saturday morning at 6 a.m. So anyways, I had to go do my work. My wife, she's the greatest. She kind of handled everything. And uh, yeah, man, like I was like, oh, this is going to be a nightmare. Like, it, you know. Probably got in the walls, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, actually, we have a neighbor who's a general contractor. He's been very nice helping us out with it. My wife's friend is a general contractor. He's been nice enough to help us out. So, yeah, it's actually it turned out better. Yeah. But for about for on Saturday, from about six till two, total nightmare. Yeah, My wife stressed out, out incredibly about oh, it. All of it. Yeah. It sucks. Little stuff like that. A little five cent piece. Yeah can cause that much problems and it makes it even worse for you because you have to leave and you know you're leaving her to be stuck with it and you're like well i'm not gonna be back until later i can't really help right now and yeah probably makes you feel even worse you're like well i don't want her to deal with the whole thing but nothing else we can do i kept checking in with her and seeing you know how everything was going and you know hey man it's fucking life dude shit here's here, here i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna drop some knowledge on you guys right now Shit happens. You roll with it, deal with it, move on, and just wait for more shit to happen. Mm-hmm. That's life. That's life, man. 
Especially when you own something. I know. It's going to happen all that something bad's going to happen generally when you try to do something. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. But anyways, that was my weekend basically. was just handling that stuff. Other than that, didn't do much. I don't think I did at least. Yeah, not a lot not a lot going on. Dude, so it's uh at my Muay Thai gym. Mm-hmm. It's fight camp week. Oh boy. Which means we go hard in the paint. Like normally you go in there, you warm up, uh they show like a a technique, right? A technique and then you drill it yeah. with a partner or whoever. And uh and then maybe the last forty five minutes we go hard. You know, hitting bags, hitting mitts, all that kind of stuff. This is straight like we went hard the whole time, like for two hours straight. I, I was sweating so much to the point where I stopped sweating. <laughs> you know, like you're like, why am I dry again? But I'm still doing the work. Yeah. Right. So anyways, I, you know, left there, went and picked up dinner, came home and my wife and I are hanging on the couch watching TV and I go to get up and both my legs cramped up. Jeez. Oh, I get the 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 back of the thigh cramps, mm. the hamstring oh, cramps. I hate those. Oh my god, I thought I was going to die, dude. I thought I was going to die. Those used, you know what they, that used to happen to me when I was boogie boarding out in the oh. ocean when I was like a kid. And there's nothing you can do about nothing it. Nothing you there. can do. You're just like, "All right, just sit there and cry basically <laughs> and hope like the riptide like doesn't pull you out like you can't move, yeah. right? And then, like, you try and kick your feet. It's just going to kick that that cramp back in again. And, yeah. Oh, God. They're the worst, man. That's, that, and that's where I always get my cramps on the back of my uh, my hamstrings. It's because you're working them legs too much. No. It's just that's that's where my genetics said this is yeah. where cramps are going to I get happen. them at the bottom of my feet, and I hate those. Really? They're so bad. Like, you just, you have to, like, and you got to try to walk it off because it's, like, that's the thing. You can't really do nothing about it. Yeah. Ride it out. Ride it out. Maybe eat a banana. Or drink can. some more water or something. But anyways, yeah. So that was my night last night. It scared me. I, I was like, after it, the pain finally like subsided, I was like scared to move for like the rest of the night. I'm like, I'm not going to go through that again. Oh, well. What else is going on? Well, we did have some unfortunate news in the Hogsman family when, uh, Benny, B boy. Speaking of cramps, yeah. So uh, we mentioned, was it last, last? uh, I think we, I think we did talk. We probably talked about on the podcast because I think at that point he had tweeted he was on his way. Yeah. So it's like you something you already knew, but obviously we're not going to talk about it. But he had kind of made it public that he was going to Jacksonville to do something with AEW. So we talked about that. Uh, Benny B boy got a chance to go work for AEW. Uh, do a dark match, do whatever, or a AEW dark. Yeah. Um, and some others, whatever, you know, whatever they lined up for him to do. He was, he was pretty excited about going out there. And then I see a post on at SoCal and Sensor's yeah. Twitter. That's where I thought was, I saw that thought that was so weird. I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. And I can't remember what day it was. It was the day after. Okay, it so was like the day after the taping. So Wednesday, so it would have been Thursday morning. I saw it and I was like, that's weird. So I, I screenshotted that tweet. And I messaged Benny like, hey, are you OK? Because I, I sent that I sent the picture of that tweet yeah. and I wrote, are you OK? And he wrote back, uh, I think I one minute into the match. I don't know who he was wrestling. He uh, I think he went to he got shot off Irish whipped. He went to reverse and just felt it pop. Um, I'm not sure which foot it is, but that's what people thought. My injury I had a couple months ago. I thought, I, I thought it was. Yeah. I tore my Achilles. That's what people thought I did was yeah. rupture my, my Achilles when really I just kind of tore my calf muscle, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's quite the injury. I think it takes about four to six months to come back from. It was a minute into the match. Yeah. It's, it's literally like one of the worst injuries you can have. Like I'd rather break a leg. Oh, than yeah. tear uh, Achilles. Whenever, or rupture you're Achilles. About, whenever you're talking about ligaments or tendons, it's better to break a goddamn bone yeah, because it'll heal faster than, than, uh, the tendon or, or ligament. And, uh, yeah, I was at, I think, who was I talking to? Uh, we were talking, I forgot who I was talking to, but, um, we're talking about it and I'm like, yeah, he probably forgot the stretch. And because when you're, you got a big opportunity like that, yeah, you know, you go work on a, uh, for a company that's nationwide and you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, you're just thinking about stuff. 
Yeah. And the and then next thing you know, you forget. You're like, I forgot to stretch. I forgot to warm up. And it happens to the best of it. It's happened to me before. Yeah. You know where you're you're getting ready for a, a big opportunity, and then you realize five minutes before you're supposed to go out there on, into the ring, fuck, I haven't stretched or warmed up. You know, and like that's I mean, it, not good. It did happen to you. You had a big opportunity coming up, and then you tore your calf. Yeah. And or whatever happened, and you missed out on. A, ma- a big match you would have had. Yeah, an opportunity to to wrestle a pretty big name. This shit happens. Yeah, it's it sucks because he I I feel like he was about to have another like semi regular run like doing more stuff out on at East Coast. Like I feel like he would have done more AEW stuff. He was going to be there for Mania weekend and the Acid Cup. Like yep. it's it it just sucks. I I still feel like when he's back healthy, I feel like that opportunity will still be there for him. I think so. And I think by the time he's healthy, we might be back to more normalcy. Yeah. So it might even be better for him to get that opportunity in front of a live crowds and more stuff running. So there might be more stuff outside of, you know, he's obviously going to have the shows here, anything in California, they're going to book him. Yeah. But you know, it's, he, he's going to be back to AEW. I'm sure. Cause I've, I'm, I'm, I figured they realize, well, it's not really fair to judge him off this one performance where he got hurt in the first minute. No, and he knows a lot of uh, of that roster. Yeah. And actually, it blew my fucking mind. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't understand how, how long B-Boy's been wrestling for and who he has wrestled and the, uh, the relationships and friendships that he's built over the 20-plus years that he's been wrestling, go onto his Twitter, Twitter page, go to the announcement that he hurt himself, and then look at the comments. Look who's fucking... Look who's responding back. Guys in all the big companies. Finn, Finn Balor yeah. responded. I mean, that's just one person of the many names of the of the top of the top guys that responded to him. And I was it blew my mind. Yeah. When I was scrolling through all the people commenting like get 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 better and you know, you'll you'll get through this and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, holy shit, that's Finn Balor commenting. Yeah. You know, who, like, he's probably had only a few interactions with Benny, but he made an impact because yeah. he wrestled. He didn't wrestle a lot in America. Finn did when he was on the, he was, so he had to have run into him at some point, obviously. Yeah. Even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't know him, like, like you said, if there's a wrestler out there in any company, unless they were just starting to wrestle like two years ago, mm-hmm. Benny has been in the ring with them. Yeah. Very so good chance he, he was in ring of honor in like 2004 when all these guys that are now WWE main eventers were there. So yeah, there's a who's who of people that he's probably impacted in a positive way in the wrestling business. Yeah. Um, actually I'm, I'm scrolling through this right now just cause I want to see, Oh look, this guy named Adam Jones. Yes. Responded. Good for that. You know, that's nice of him to do that. I, I, I didn't respond. I'm privately. That's what I'm saying. You privately messaged, I private him, messaged so. him. Like, Hey, that sucks, man. Um, God, I, I'm looking for this tweet and let's see because man, I, the only name that right now that sticks out to me is um is Finn Balor because that's the one that blew my mind the most. Like, hey man, this is like a top dude. Yeah, probably one of the top guys. I know. I, I saw Adam Pierce tweeted at him, but we yeah. know Adam Pierce knows him already because uh, we talked about it with Dominic a couple weeks ago. Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards. You know, pretty big name right there. Pretty big name. Ryan Namath. I believe is uh, brothers of uh, Zig, right? Drake Maverick responded. Kaya Valkyrie. You know, these are some pretty big names, man. Pretty big names. Yeah, he's he's crossed path with so many people. So that's why I fully believe that once he's healed up and ready to go again, those opportunities will still be there for him because he's been busting his ass for so long now. Yeah, man, I don't know how 20 years. I've done seven and I, I can barely move. <laughs> well, yeah, you got a cramp the other day. I so. got a cramp the other day. Yeah, man. So anyways, Benny, get better. And uh, get back out there when you're ready. I'm sure they'll have you back on. All right, man. Do we have a question? Uh, we do. I'm going to pull it up right now. So I can find it. I know this. someone sent a question for Duke, which was surprising. Let's see. All right. So here's a question from Mixed Mutt. He asks, 
What's your favorite national title belt that ex- has existed or currently exists? So what's your favorite title? Look, title like look. the best looking one. Like what? Like so the the winged eagle is is a popular one with oh, people. This is easy. It's the, the, the Cena spinner, right? The Cena spinner. That's now the, you're trying to get us canceled. Um, I don't think I've ever had like an, a favorite belt. Obviously, I like the older versions better. Yeah, the new versions. Not so much of a fan. So many, so much of the new titles suck. Of the WWE titles, yeah, that we're WWE titles, about. yeah. Um, I like the older versions. Uh, obviously, the IC title is iconic. Yeah, IC iconic. Not the one now. They have a new one now. It's terrible. Really? It's so bad. I see. I, I haven't really watched too much. Yeah, so they, I, I don't know what their thing this year has been with trying to redesign titles that like. I think the U.S. title, it was time to redesign that, which they did. But like the IC title, they completely changed the look of it, and it just. It, it looks so white? bland. Is it still white? No. It's not white? No, it's some generic looking title now. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why they changed it. But yeah, the white IC title. That's. It was awesome. That well, it was supposed to. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's how you identified the IC titles. It was always white. Yep. I don't know. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't really care about the looks. It's more about like the meaning behind a title. Yeah. Right. Like um, the NWA championship. Right, what do they call it? Uh, ten pounds of gold. The ten pounds of gold, and it's all. Was it? Is it Charlotte? Is that the name? Like the there's a nickname for the title. I think it's Charlotte. Is it? I've n- I've never heard that. I, I believe so. Don't hold me to that, everybody. But uh, that's that that's a title that just came back and really has some meaning now, right? Because there's probably a good what 15, 20 years where it was kind of like, yeah, it's not really. It existed, but it existed in a way that I don't think many people knew it was still around. Exactly. Like TNA had it and then it left TNA and then it was still kind of around. It just didn't carry the weight yeah. that it that it should. Yeah, I think that the, it did in the past. I think the least. only point at one point I only knew it still existed because Adam Pierce had it. Really? And I was like, okay, well, it's still around then. And Adam Pierce would wrestle like Cabana yeah. and they would just trade it back and forth. And See, then Billy Corgan bought the NWA and then that's also a it title. Exists. Remember when they tried introducing the NWA into WWE or WWF back in the day? Oh, when they tried to do the new uh, Midnight but, Express or whatever. I think so. It was, it was like Bob. J- it was like uh, Bob Holly and somebody else. Uh, Al Snow. Al Snow was, was, it? was it? Al Snow. I think so. But um, I think Jeff Jarrett brought it in. Yeah. And I think Cornette was like. Uh, Cornette was like the managing the, the manager. He was like the head of this NWA stable. Yeah, and I it was it was weird because when they brought that in, like I said, I grew up on WWF, WCW. So when they were like NWA, I'm like, the fuck. Yeah, like I didn't even know what the NWA was, and um, yeah, I didn't get it. But then once you learn about the history yeah. of that title, oh, that that was Flair's uh, title. That was Dusty Rhodes' title. Um, all these, you know, Terry Funk, Harley Race, all those guys. Then you're like, oh shit, yeah. You know, like that's that's a meaningful title, and unfortunately, it kind of, you know, got lost in the mix for many years. I think our generation will be the last generation that is like that. Where like, like I grew up in New York, so I was familiar with ECW and WWF. That's like what I knew. Mm-hmm. WCW existed, obviously, but I didn't know like about the NWA or anything like that because that was more of a Southern thing, yep, like. Yep. And in New York, they're talking about WWF. That's always been the thing. That's why they call it New York. Like, so I, th- I think we're the last generation of people who are going to obviously feel that way because there's not like territories anymore. I know, man. There's like there's not there's nothing synonymous with like California at this point. It's like there's no company that's like synonymous with California, like the mainstream. Like, it, if PWG got bigger, maybe, but I, I think that that's probably yeah, that, that's probably the biggest. Yeah, if you think if you think California wrestling, that's probably what you think of as PWG. Yeah, but. Other than that, yeah. Yeah, anyway, so uh, to answer that question, I, I don't know if I have like a favorite title, but obviously you do like certain looks of titles and, and the history of titles. I think there's a little bit too many titles right now. Yeah, I can't keep track of them. There's in, so many. In WWE, definitely, there's so many titles. And they just added NXT Women's Tag Titles. Yeah. So now there's just there's more titles to try to figure out. Like None of, none of it means anything. Yeah. You know what? Was it the WCW championship? Kind of like late 90s. The big gold belt. That was a sick belt. Yeah. That had a good look to it. That's why when WWE brought it back, everyone was excited. Yeah. When it was the world heavyweight title for a while. I still don't know why they don't just, they should have just brought that back. 
rather than the universal title. Yeah, I think they need to like cut down on titles too because if you have too many titles, then they start to lose their their value. Yeah. Right? I think they already have. Yeah. Like you can't can you tell me who the Intercontinental Champion is right now? No. Yeah, it's Big E, but I oh, I, I, I had I had to think about that for a second. I was like, who is it? And like it takes me a second. But then again, I I'm watching semi regularly, but not. Who's carrying the universal right now? Do you know? Uh Roman. Okay, Roman's got the universal. Yeah. And then who's got the WWE Bobby championship? Lashley. Bobby Lashley. And now let's see, Roman is still on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And Lashley's on Raw. Raw, yeah. Too much, man. Yeah. It's too much. There's two women's titles. There's two men's titles. And, and which one supersedes the other? What, what has more more value to it? The WWE Championship or the Universal Championship? I mean, if you look at what will probably be the WrestleMania card, it's probably the Universal title. Because one of them's going to main event. The other one's probably not. Somebody's got a curtain jerk. Yeah. I mean, the last WrestleMania I went to, the first match was Brock and Seth for the WWE title. Really? Or the Universal title. And I was like, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's they try they sometimes they try to throw the first match as a title match to kind of throw you off the scent of the card layout. Actually tell you the truth though, I think WWE the the most entertaining championship is that twenty four seven. I just I actually I just read on something on, on Twitter. Did something happen with Bad Bunny and, and the championship? He gave it back to R Truth. He, he just handed it over. He handed it over because R Truth gave him a replica Austin three sixteen belt or something like that. So that's how you can win belts now by uh, bartering for. I it? guess I don't know if there's something with Bad Bunny where he can't do anything now or what, but I don't know. Listen, Double B, you can't take a goddamn roll up. There were so many opportunities where why couldn't he have like lost the title on like Saturday Night Live as he's performing? So, yeah, it's or hilarious. you know the they, he was at the Grammys on Sunday. They couldn't sneak r-truth into the grammys and have him pin bad bunny like there's so many there's so many ways bad bunny doesn't have to take a bump no he does not have to take a bump he just you know there's plenty of ways to with that title to lose it and i'm assuming bad bunny is still gonna wrestle wrestlemania i think that was the plan all along but who knows i don't know yeah i saw somebody was like talking about how he refused to do the job bad bunny And just kind of traded it off or, you know, did the, I, they didn't really explain it, but they said like it was pretty weak. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know like what, what was going on. So thank God that you, you have yeah. knowledge. But yeah. I mean, it ain't hard to do it to, to take a schoolboy, no. schoolboy roll up. When stuff like that happens, I always wonder what's the backstory. Like did Bad Bunny legitimately go, well, I'm not getting pinned for this. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't think that he would do that, but he refused to do the job. Who knows? He's like, that's cool. All right, excellent. Here, go ahead and get in this shot right here. Okay, we're rolling, and <laughs> truth, go fuck him up. <laughs> you know, like, go roll his ass up. It's like when uh, Kurt Angle was telling this story where Vince hired him. They were in a meeting, and Kurt was like, well, I can't lose. Yep. And Vince was like, well, y- yes, you will. Well, then there's the door. There's the door, and then the door. they brought him back for much less money than what they initially offered Good luck him. with your Olympics. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You're done with the Olympics. Yeah. You don't make no money off the Olympics. No. Ask any or, you know, listen to any person that's gone to the Olympics and, and, uh, you know, have won gold medals. It's usually the money you make after, I assume, is where you get the money, like the endorsements. Like Michael Phelps gets all the sponsorships from like Wheaties well, yeah. and whatnot. That's because how I assume he made all his money. How cool is swimming? It's not cool. So, like, you know, like Phelps is like the man. He's won like eight, eight, eight medals, like 10 medals in gold medals in, in swimming. So everybody's like, yeah, go ahead and throw all that endorsement money to him because, like, who else are you going to give it to? Ryan Lochte? The Olympics and the World Cup are the two funniest things to me because it's like every four years, all of a sudden, people care about soccer and swimming. Yeah. And I'm like, this is so weird. Like, half the time, nobody cares about well, this I, stuff. I personally don't give a shit about soccer, but soccer is a big game, man. No, it's it's huge. To, to, to sit here and say it's not anything is would be a lie. It obviously is a big deal in a lot of places. And but it's mostly outside of here. Yeah, you go anywhere outside of America, it's pretty big in Mexico, maybe not Canada. But if you go to Brazil, it's huge there. Like England, it's, it's huge it's in England. The number like, one sport in the in the, in the yeah. world. I mean, it's just it it doesn't really get as much traction in in the the United States as far as um, TV time, right? Yeah. A lot. Of, I mean, all my friends growing up played. Played soccer. 
I played, I, hated I played too and I sucked at it. And I was like, I think that's like the sport that every parent throws their kid into when they're young. Cause they're like, you just have to kick a ball. Well, yeah. That's and what parents all, think about it. It's a relatively inexpensive sport yeah. to play. Right. All you need is one soccer ball, yeah. a pair of cleats. Maybe if you want some shin guards. Right. Yeah. Uh, same thing with like basketball, right? Fairly inexpensive sport to get into. Yeah. What do you need? You need sneakers. Not even that. You, you know, could probably wear some vans and play a pickup game at least. Yeah. Hockey. That's the expensive sport. That's an expensive sport. Yeah. I don't, people always complain that there's no like diversity in hockey. And I'm like, well, there's a reason for that. You have it's to be expensive. in a certain financial bracket to even play hockey a little bit when you're younger. Yeah. Like you also have to know where an ice rink is, which if you live in California, we have, it's one. not, I think, yeah, you have one. We you have, have to uh, really search it out. I think we have the Isoplex. Yeah. I think it's still around. I think it's up there in Escondido. Isoplex. That's such an old school, like, yeah. Indie show building where you're like, where's the show at? Oh, it's at the Isoplex. Yeah. When I played uh roller hockey, which is a little bit less expensive than ice hockey, yeah. but still very expensive, man. I remember the skates that I had, they must've been $400. Yeah. And then the stick is like a hundred bucks. Your helmet, 60 bucks your pads together are probably somewhere between like around like 150 bucks it's expensive man yeah, that's basketball and soccer the two cheapest sports like you said because yeah. all you need for basketball is a ball and find a hoop which there's probably a park within five minutes of everyone oh yeah or you can just spend 80 bucks and buy a hoop for yourself and put it in your backyard or your front yard if you have the ability to do that yeah it's still cheaper than baseball which is you got to buy a bat gloves there batting gloves like all this other stuff like baseball yeah you know what's the expensive in baseball the bats bats are very expensive yeah very expensive cleats not so much what else you need a glove right like we're talking about like the, the bareness yeah like just just to, just for you to be able to go out and just to practice you need at least a bat a glove batting glove but you also need another person that's true for base for basketball I could just go by shoot myself hoops. and shoot around. I don't need someone else. But in baseball, it's like, who am I throwing the ball to? Who am I hitting the ball to? Like, you need two or three people to play baseball. You know what's so funny is, like, as a kid, actually, you and Duke were talking about it um, the other day about how gri Griffey, right? You were talking about, like, the greatest. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was just across the board, right? Sports all the way. Yeah. By the way, Gretzky, the absolute greatest of greatest. Yeah. You look at his numbers compared to anybody. Nobody's touching him. No. So yeah. he, he's the numero uno in hockey, you know, he, he's yeah. Really but you brought up Griffey, right? Griffey was like the coolest looking kid playing baseball, right? Everybody wanted to be Griffey. Backwards hat, good looking son of a bitch, hitting home runs, got this the prettiest swing this side of the name a swing better than Griffey's ever. There wasn't one. No, not one. Um, I you know what I also feel back then is like you every a lot of players had their signature swing back in the day. Yeah. You know, you had like Willie McGee, yeah, who looked like he had just horrible ankles, horrible knees, looked like he was in constant yeah. pain. But hey, he could put the bat on the ball. Julio Franco, remember he used to like uh, uh, hold the bat over his head. You're naming a bunch of people that when I played baseball with my friends, these are the stances I would these emulate. Are the stances that you replicated, yeah. right? And Gary Sheffield, Gary Sheffield. Remember you would just sw you just yep. uh, uh, keep uh, swinging that bat back and forth as you're waiting for the ball. Oh man, sweet. But, um, you know, you try and replicate these people. Yeah. Look, swing, play, you know, the style you play. Yeah. And I remember I had the old uh, Fred, Fred McGriff uh, flip up glass uh, sunglasses. Remember those? Yeah. What an idiot. What an idiot I was. I didn't even know what the hell I was doing. Oh, yeah. You know, you wearing uh, the black stuff underneath your eyes <laughs> as a kid. I don't even know what the shit does. No. Yeah. What is it? What does it do? I think it's like a way to prevent the sun from getting in your eyes, but I don't know how. Show me the science. I, Show me that I've worn that shit. Yeah, I, I was like, all I know is I got shit under my eyes. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, Griffey made baseball cool for oh, a whole different group of people who probably didn't think baseball was cool before. Nah, so cool. It wasn't man. for Phil Nevin, he would have been a Padre. Oh, for reals? They had a didn't trade where he was coming to the Padres, but Phil Nevin had a no trade clause. He oh, didn't want to. He didn't want to go to Cincinnati. So, see, here's the name you guys left off. Uh, I think Tony Gwynn. You got to put Tony Gwynn on there, man. Yes. 
I think it's different for like for me and him because we're from the East Coast. So yeah, Tony like, Gwynn, I didn't, I barely knew Tony Gwynn existed. Bunch of assholes on the East Coast. Yeah, a bunch of ass. But also he put me on the spot where he's literally like, here, name five name people, off. and I'm like, that's tough. That's uh, tough. That's tough. Because then at that point, I'm like, I'm just naming players I remember liking as a kid. It's so funny. If I had to go to basketball, I'd just be like. The 92 Dream Team. Right? Yeah. Is that what, what that year? The 92 Dream Team? Yeah. Which was the greatest team of all time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, T. Gwynn, man. Tony Gwynn. One it, of the it's, best. Like you said it's earlier, it's like now that I'm here and now that I have more information, you can look back on it and go, yeah, he's probably one of the greatest athletes of all time. Single t- one team, one his team. whole career. That's respect. You know, how, yeah. how much respect do you have for that guy? I have tons because my, <laughs> my favorite player of all time did the same thing. So who's that? Jeter. Oh, for real? Yeah, he was on the Yankees his whole career. Um, here's a here's a uh, a short story about um, Tony Gwynn. That's actually not mine. My uh, my buddy Sean, who's a uh, a guy up in Ramona, well, a little bit older than me, but uh, he's one of those guys that just lived on his old high school stories. You know, like we'd go out and get drunk at like a house party or a bonfire or some shit like that, and he would just start telling stories that he's told you ten times yeah. prior, prior before. So he was in high school. Uh, so I lived in Ramona, California. We, I'm from Ramona, California, you know, Ramona. It's uh, San Diego County. And right next to Ramona is Poway. And that's where Devin grew up. So back when I was in high school, even even younger, there was a batting cage in Poway called Batters Up. Mm-hmm. This place was sweet. It was kind of like a storefront. It wasn't big at all. It was like a storefront. And what they did is they just had like small batting cages, like three or four. And then there was like a bunch of memorabilia. And... It was kind of a cool place. Like you, you, like every once in a while, a team would have a practice there. You just do batting practice, right? So this guy Sean is at batters up, and he's uh, he's doing batting practice, and somebody behind him starts telling him, you know, how to adjust his swing, all yeah. that kind of stuff. And he looks back and just go like he's he, well, he's, he doesn't look back. He looks he, he's thinking like, who the fuck is this telling me what to do? You know, because he was in high school at the time. Yeah, he's a little bit, a little bit older than me. He looks back. It was Tony Gwynn. <laughs> Tony Gwynn. Because Poway is where Tony Gwynn, Gwynn uh, had his house. That's where yeah. he, he raised his family. So Tony, he looks back and Tony Gwynn is giving him tips uh, uh, on his stance and, and how to, you know, clean up his, his swing. Tony Gwynn, he said Tony Gwynn was there for a half hour just working with him. For no for no real reason, yeah. Just the, the fact that he was there and saw him taking cuts, and uh, and went over to help, help the kid out. That's that's a guy you know likes coaching. Like he'll help random strangers, and that's like he was a coach at SDSU for a while. And I always felt like he would have been a manager in the MLB if oh. he didn't get if he didn't get sick. Who doesn't want him as a batting coach on their team? Oh, absolutely. You know, even even if it's not a general manager, just a coach. Yeah. You know. So, true. Uh, uh, this is what I heard. Uh, Barry Bond said this one time, I guess whenever he would come to San Diego to play mm-hmm. the Padres. And this is back like when he was like the man, he'd always be like, where's, where's Tony at? And he would, he would try and get Tony tips to give him batting Tony, tips yeah. prior to games. <laughs> That's how good Tony Gwynn was. Barry Bonds, the all time home run, you know, leader yeah, was looking to Tony Gwynn to be like, Hey, give me some tips on my yeah. swing. Cause man, I'm telling you, Tony Gwynn was the man. Oh man. It's 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 really sad that he's not still around today to be able to kind of be a face of like baseball now. Yeah. Especially with the Padres getting good, like this would have been great for him because they haven't Hell been yeah. they haven't been as relevant since he played. Hell like, yeah. So his but. son his son is kind of around. I think he does a talk radio here. Yeah. I think he's He's becoming more a part of the community. Uh, he played here a little bit, I think. I don't think he played very long in San Diego, though. No, and he never, you know, he he, he was, never he was good enough good. to make it to the yeah. to the majors, but he's he was never going to live up to his dad's name. Yeah. It's just it, it's tough. Like I said a couple weeks ago, it's, it's really hard to overshadow your dad or mom if they were one of the greats in their sport. Oh, hell like yeah. if Wayne Gretzky had a son, I guarantee I'm I'm, I'm not playing hockey. Yeah, because. Everyone's always gonna be like, "Well, you got to be the best, then," because your dad, like Jordan's kids, played basketball a little bit, but never gonna be at his dad's level type thing, you know? He, uh, he, Gretzky ended up just having a smoke show of a daughter. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think the, I think women's hockey's around, but again, it's like, eh, why would you put yourself through that? The pr- the pressure of that is 
I can't even imagine it. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, you know what's weird about uh, Tony Gwynn is, I guess, because he, he passed away with cancer and it was yeah. jaw cancer. Yeah, it was probably mouth. from the chew. So I guess he didn't start chewing till like college. Yeah. But then just, I don't know, must have just kind of constantly had chew in his mouth and yeah. people's bodies react differently, right? There's some people that can smoke for 50 years and live late into their life. Yeah. And there's some people that, hey, man, that takes them out. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But there's so much there's so much evidence that stuff is not good for you. So I, I think most people don't do it, but I know a couple people who do. Mm. But they it, there's like a lot. Like I have a friend whose dad does it, and his like he has like a beard that is white, but when he takes the chew, it gets very yellowish because of the chew. And I'm like, that's so gross. I've never like, tried. I've never tried uh, chewing tobacco. Never tried it. Never will. I've never smoked a cigarette. I've never done any of that. So I've only smoked cigarettes. Like I'm not talking about cigarettes. I'm talking no. like cigarette. Uh, for like a joke, like as yeah. like a, like you know, like having fun in front of your friends, like joking around, where you don't actually inhale it, you just kind of like puff it, I guess. You yeah. Could say. You know, like when you're in high school or like you know, you're just fucking around. But no, that's one thing my dad would have whooped my fucking ass if I smoked cigarettes. That's good. My dad comes from a family they, uh, his parents and his sister, they all picked up smoking. Yeah. And my dad hated it, so uh, that was one thing. Like. My brothers and I, especially my older brother and I, we were like, we don't smoke. We don't smoke cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> Dad will kick the shit out of us if he finds us smoking cigarettes. Yeah, it's just, it, my, like my mom smokes a lot and it's just one of those things like it never appealed to me. Yeah. I, I just saw, I saw smoke all the time. I was like, this smells awful. It's not good for you. Like there's like nothing good about cigarettes. Like, and people today, they vape more. Which it's the same, it's the same thing, but it's so stupid. It's like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, pussy sticks, pussy sticks. That's from a, that's a South Park reference. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> at this point, I'm just like, just smoke weed if you're gonna smoke something, because at least weed does something. It's like drinking alcohol. Uh, sorry, you just reminded me of that term. Pussy sticks. <laughs> Randy Marsh from yeah. South Park. Remember when he starts his uh, his uh, marijuana company? Is that is that like a recent it's episode? A recent, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen many of the newer ones. And then he finds out people are like smoking vapes, and he calls them pussy sticks. <laughs> so funny! It's such a good show, man. It's such a good show. Yeah, and it's always relevant. They've always got it's the best. Yeah, I I once watched a documentary of the process of how they do it. It's impressive. It's impressive, and it I it seems so stressful for yeah. them to make an entire episode in like four days. I'm like, man, that's got to be such like a you know what's also hilarious is they're like, okay, these are the issues going on in the world right now. Yeah. And we have to tie them all into one. Yeah. How the fuck do you do you think of that? Nuts, man. Yeah, because I think it was like they 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 dropped the episode on Tuesday at Comedy Central. It airs on Wednesdays or whatever. Then Friday they start the process of making the new episode. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that's they they can basically get one day off a week where it's I mean, you know, it's they're making a cartoon, so yeah. At the end of the day, they can take breaks whenever they want, whatnot. But it still seems like, man, you have to get this by Tuesday. Like they're literally paying you to do this. So Yeah. There's a, this 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 deadline yeah. is the is a real But they've deadline. been they've been doing it for most of my life, twenty years, something Shit, like that. They've been doing that since like what, ninety eight? Yeah, because I remember the movie Bigger Longer Uncut, I think came out in like ninety nine or something Shit. like that. So that's so long ago. I remember I watched that with my, my mom and she was like, I hate this. Huh. And I was like, I was really young. So I was like, I get why you hate this because I'm 13 and I'm watching this stuff. And I'm like, there's so much more worse stuff I'm watching. Like I just watched American Pie yesterday. Uh, and like, you know, as a 13 year old kid watching that movie, like it's, it was funny when I was, when I was younger. Yeah. Now, now the original one's like real cheesy, you know, like the acting and the script yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But uh, they were entertaining. I'll tell you the truth. The, the only reason to watch those movies is because of Stifler. He's the only thing that's funny. The Stiffmeister. Yeah. He's so funny back in the day. All right, man. Well, I got to go to a workout. That's, yep. And I got to go do that stuff. You know, I got to stay in shape. You got to stay in shape. You never know when that phone's going to ring. You never see know. that Jacksonville number come across your phone. I think I've sidebarred Jacksonville numbers a few times because I thought they were spam calls. Oh. I might have shot myself in the foot. Hey, maybe... Benny put in a good word for you last and New week. New York calls. New York calls. Or Connecticut calls. Well, Johnny Ace is back in charge, so maybe he's going to be the one calling, you know. Hey, Mike, it's me, Johnny Ace. There you go. I'm waiting for it. I'll be like, what up, Johnny? <laughs> What's up, bro? Do this. Dude. Um. All right, excellent. So uh, let's see. What do I have? I have uh, April 3rd. Mm-hmm. Canna Pro. 
Can a pro? Four, Four three, three, two, two one. one. Blast off. Jinx, by the way. Yeah. You can't talk the rest of the show. And, and uh, let's see. So I'll be wrestling uh, Bad Dude Tito. And then they also released some other matches on that. Hold on. Oh, what up? I saw a pretty big name put over Tito the other day. I forget who it was. Really? Oh, man. It's going to bug me now. There's somebody that I was like, wow, I can't believe that. He's making a name for himself. Well, that's good because I've I've heard his name for forever. Uh, so the okay, one match is that this is gonna be uh Biggie Biggs and Rob Shit, greatest name in pro wrestling, versus uh, the Stoner Bros. They're coming down here to Southern California, and then you're gonna have uh this is by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is four three two one blast off on April third. Let's see, uh, Bestia six 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 and a mystery partner is gonna be taking on the team of Doomfly. So that's another match. Let's see. Hunter Freeman is going to be taking on uh, the new the new guy, Cam August. I wrestled Cam. Uh, barbed wire deathmatch? Barbed wire deathmatch, I believe, because that's what Hunter does now. He does deathmatches. But uh, Cam August is a kid that's been training at Level Up for, I'm guessing, what, like a year and a half now or something, something like that. And he he came from uh, Landstorm School. Okay, I've seen a couple there. people put him over. Other than you, I've seen. I think I saw Robin Shaw put him over. Yeah, yeah a couple yeah. of guys from the school put him over. He's a good kid, so he'll uh, he'll be there. I think that's all the matches planned, or at least that have been announced. Yeah, so far. And then also, I guess so. I guess earlier in the day, there's gonna be another show. So. The can of pro show starts at seven ten. Okay, and then I guess earlier in the day there's a uh, another show. It's more of a family friendly show, and I'm gonna botch this. It's De Luce de Lucha. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this is gonna be a little bit more family friendly. It's earlier in the day. I guess it starts at four p.m. Here's one of the matches. It's gonna be a gentleman named Mister Iguana. Have you ever seen him before? Fucking Awesome. Really? Hilarious. I'll tell you about it later, but I'm telling you, Mr. Iguana is the shit. I've seen him. I first saw him at Expo Lucha back in 2019. I, I was I was cracking up. Yeah. It, he was awesome, man. He was so good. He'll be taking on, uh, this is a triple threat match. He'll be taking on Fidel Bravo and uh, my uh, Lucha Libre trainer, SoCal Crazy. Nice. So that'll be, uh, I guarantee that's going to be a, a, a lot of Lucha going on in that match. I'm not, I think they, they released another match. Oh, uh, Jordan, Jordan Cruz is wrestling somebody. I can't remember who though, but anyways, that's for, uh, earlier in the day that show starts at four o'clock and then it'll roll into the can of pro four, three, two, one blast off show at seven ten. So obviously both shows have. Mask mask guide guidelines. Make sure you're wearing a mask. Just follow the podcast on Twitter. Listen to all the episodes and they drop every week. Yes. I'm pretty sure Devin and I are still going to do a podcast tomorrow. He is in town. So we'll find out. It might not be on YouTube, but I don't know if anyone watches Devin's podcast on YouTube anyway. They've been watching Duke's podcast on YouTube. So. Yes, they have. Um, so at Hogsman Pod on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Go check that out. Go uh, check out the Hogsman on YouTube. Type in Hogsman, right? Yep. Go listen to Devin's Hogsman, Hogscast, the Red and Black. Uh, that'll be that's Thursday morning. Thursday morning. And then you have the last w- word with Big Duke. Uh, Friday mornings. Friday mornings. Yep. We're bringing you a lot of content. The Hogsmen yeah. are creating content right now. So every week, weekly. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Okay. Three podcasts a week from one feed. That's pretty, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want the tip, you got to take the whole hog. Adios.